listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How about that obnoxious cough in the middle of the open? Joss looked at me like, you're going to start over? I'm like, nope, we're doing this thing. We're doing this thing. And this is, uh, is going to be like the, loadish, uh, the most loaded show that we have, uh, we have ever done here at Locked on Auburn. Tons of stuff to get to. Uh, but real quick, want to give some love to today's sponsor, Fetch Me Delivery. If you listen to the show, you know that we love Fetch Me, and you probably do too. And uh, they've got some cool deals going on this week. You can use promo code 10OFF, 10OFF to Savannah Tie. Taste of Asia and Vendatories. Also, this is their fourth year in participating with the Beat Bama Food Drive, and uh, obviously they've they've partnered with folks to to kind of increase funding to the uh, Food Bank of East Alabama. So their Beat Bama Food Drive East store is up. So customers on checkout, they'll be asked to provide a donation. They have a one dollar, two dollar, three dollar, and a five dollar option for customers. If you wanted to donate four dollars. Not an option. One, two, three, and five. That is, that is uh, those are your options there, and uh, highly encourage you to do that. And in the past, Fetch Me has matched all of their uh, their donations. They're going to do that again this year. So um, you're like really donating double your money whenever you do that. Also, you can use promo code Zach twenty for your first delivery free. I'm Zach Blackerby. Michael Pappas, how are you, sir? Doing well this morning, Zach. Doing well. Did you get intimidated when I sent out this loaded uh, show outline? Not one bit. You're ready for it. I'm ready for it. Jaws, how are you? ready for it. You, That's you, the real yeah, question. Yeah, you ready, intern Jaws? I'm so ready. Sweet, sweet. All right, so we're going to recap what Gus Malzahn said at the media yesterday. Lots to talk about. Uh, he said a lot about the toughness for Arkansas. Auburn basketball and Bruce Pearl may have their next stud. Jabari Smith announces his decision Friday. We will jump into the top individual matchups to look at for this Saturday's matchup. Got a lot of positive feedback from doing this segment last week, so I look forward to doing it this week as well. Relevant as far as this weekend goes and uh, into the NFL draft. And we will also give out another word for the giveaway this week. We are giving away an Auburn Observer annual subscription, courtesy of Justin Ferguson, so stay tuned for that. But first, gentlemen, we have some breaking news. Oh my God, some news! Yes. Finally! Yep, Jaws is pumped about it. So Harold Joyner is entering the transfer portal the writing was kind of on the wall, Michael Pappas, for this. Um, wasn't on the depth chart. Hasn't played in the first two games. Uh, I, I think this is uh, this should not come as a shock. It doesn't come as a shock at all. Um, I thought this was a possibility in the offseason. Uh, I, I believe we talked about it as a possibility for next offseason. I'm a little surprised it happened after two games. But, I don't know, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's hard to blame him, but you know, he's he's buried on the depth chart. There's no question there. And I mean, and a lot of folks on message boards and 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 the Twitterverse upset about, you know, a four-star running back getting away, but his recruitment was kind of weird from the get-go. You know, and I don't want to turn this into, you know, dissing Harold Joyner or anything like that, but the the four or five guys ahead of him are they're they're better. And so it's like you don't need to just play some guy to keep him from transferring. Like, you, you can't tell me you watched the first few games and you were like, I miss Harold Joyner. So, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I did expect to see him more at H-back, but there's just less H-back in this Chad Morris offense because he likes tight ends so much. So, um, now I think the big question is, how do you treat 
Mark Anthony Richards so he doesn't transfer. I think that's the storyline moving forward now. Yeah, I totally agree. Because you can't have this happen again. You're, you've gone from having a, a massive loaded running back room now. It's slowly dwindling. Malik Millerly uh, just retires from football. Right. Uh, Mark or uh, Harold Joyner transfers. Now you're down. You know, you're you're down to Shiver, four guys. I mean, yeah, now. and Shivers was hurt, and so you know, what does that look like moving forward? Sounds like he'll be back soon, but it still limits you for uh, for the time being. So that's um, that's worth monitoring moving forward. Also. Um, some reports and rumors and, uh, from some credible sources. K.J. Britt sounds like he's going to be out for a few weeks. You know, we talked about how deep Auburn's linebacker room, uh, speaking of depth here, Michael, but we talked about how deep uh, the linebacker room was throughout the offseason. And then Chandler Wooten opts out. And now K.J. Britt seems like he's going to miss a few weeks of action. And all of a sudden, it's Owen Papo and Zacoby McLean, And then there's a pretty big drop-off after that. Yep, just a bunch of freshmen. Um, I wonder if I think it was OC Brothers who was injured. Yeah, to start the season. Yeah, because he was um, the guy I that won- I talked about all offseason. I'm like, this is gonna be the guy. This is gonna be the guy. And I'm wrong. Yeah, he was having shoulder problems, I guess. And uh, yeah, man, uh, this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be a good test. This is gonna be a good test. Uh, we've seen a lot of a lot of Papo and McLean so far this season. They've been flying around. Uh, making a, a bunch of tackles. And Un- unpopular opinion. I think Zacoby has looked like Auburn's best linebacker so far this season. Um, I think that that is a fact. Okay. All right. I wish he didn't look like Cam Martin, but, you know. You wish he was bigger? Yeah. Well, he's wearing number nine now. So I love that. Give me all the single digit him, numbers. I'm like, is that Cam-, Cam Martin? I thought he played offense and graduated. Except for oh. number uh, number seven. I think number seven stinks on a jersey. Number seven itself, fine. All right. Uh, yeah, so that, that, that's the news I wanted to start the, uh, the show off today with. Malzahn previewed Arkansas yesterday. His opening statement mentioned all the good things that Arkansas does. Toughness was kind of a, a reoccurring thing. And he also mentioned a few players. So here is uh, Gus's opening statement. We're glad to be back home. Uh, like I said the week one atmosphere was, was really good. Um, and really uh, looking forward to, to, to being back home. You know, uh, looking at Arkansas, uh, they had a huge, uh, really a big-time win uh, against a ranked team on the road. Uh, very impressive when you watch them on film, you know, defensively. Uh, their defense coordinator, Barry Odom, uh, is one of the best there is. And uh, what he did against that, uh, that offense that set SEC all-time records a week before, he deserves two. Coach of the the week awards with with everything that he did with that. You look at their defense; they forced six turnovers uh, the first two games. I think they're second in the league in red zone defense, uh, and then of course their linebacker bumper pull. I think he's leading the league in tackles and having 20 last week. I mean that was really really unbelievable to watch offensively. I've always been impressed with Felipe Franks and the way that he's playing and, and running the offense. Very impressed with uh, when he gets outside the pocket. He's very accurate, and, and he can hurt you with his legs too. But uh, like I said, overall, um, you know, uh, playing a, uh, a team that's coming off a, a big win. And, uh, you know, but we're glad to be back home and 
uh, and to get you know to try to get back on track. You know, looking at this uh, ten game SEC schedule. The way Malzahn says legs, I think is um, is incredible. He was asked about KJ Brent and Seth Williams and their health. He said, hopefully they'll have all hands on deck. Now that we've kind of gotten more information about that, that kind of explains why he wasn't super um, specific with that answer. He talked about Arkansas's 20-game losing streak, and it was finally broken. He talked about how there's now going to be a lot of extra energy on the, on the Arkansas sideline after beating Mississippi State. After the Georgia game, Bo Nix talked about how the game was moving too fast for him. And uh, Malzahn was asked how he is going to help slow the game down for his quarterback. Well, I mean, you know, they made us one-dimensional, okay? So that was probably where it started. That's probably where a lot of that came from. And we were behind. And anytime you're trying to play catch-up against a really good defense that can really rush the passer, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that's really where that was coming from. But I think the big thing is just, you know, to help him out to be more balanced. And, uh, you know, to be balanced, you've got to be successful running the football too. So, you know, we'll work uh, extremely hard on that moving forward. And uh, I think that'll be a big key. Michael, do you think balance will be enough? Yeah. Uh, okay. I think that if, if there's balance, that means they're they're running the football and the offensive line's playing well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And, I agree and, with you. And hopefully that's enough. Uh, Malzahn said they're still trying to figure out which punter to go with, so the starting punter battle is still going on there. Uh, I already mentioned there's a lot of talk about Arkansas's toughness on defense. There were some questions about Chad Morris knowing these players, and Malzahn was kind of awkward when he was asked about that. Um, COVID update, no new positives for COVID. They were testing again yesterday, I believe. Weather is going to be an interesting topic this Saturday with the hurricane. They are preparing for it to be raining on Saturday. And then he was asked about Tank's performance on Saturday. And, Michael, I want to hear your response to Gus's response here. He played hard. I mean, that was really what stood out to me. He played hard with passion. I mean, he you know, could have done some things better, but he played extremely hard and uh, he played with passion. And that's really what, uh, you know, what you look for you know, from a coach. All right, gave him some good, some bad. Do you take anything away from that? Not really. I don't okay. think Gus can can stand there and be like, oh, my God, wasn't he good? You guys watch that guy? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Hey, uh, Built Go makes you the best at whatever you do, including making podcasts. So whether it's a mental or physical wall, you can break through it with Go every day. Easy to take in one-and-a-half-ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever your golf bag, the power through the back nine, or you can put it in your pocket and get through the whole day. Bilko is the best workout gel on the market. It's a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. So it comes in three delicious flavors. My favorite is peanut butter honey. It also comes in chocolate coconut and chocolate mint. And Bilko combines the energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast-absorbing, so it gets into the system fast, and it's easy on the stomach. So go to BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, and you will get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, some big news regarding Auburn basketball. Five-star power forward from Sandy Creek High School in Tyrone, Georgia, 
Auburn basketball recruit Jabari Smith is set to make his decision on Friday. His top five is Auburn, Georgia, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, and Ole Miss. Auburn has had some momentum here this week with some experts putting their crystal ball picks in for Auburn or changing it from one school to Auburn. Jaws, you're pumped about this. You've got a good feeling about it. Tell us about it. All right. Uh, how much time I got? Uh, we'll give you two minutes. All right, bet. As you mentioned, he's a five-star power forward, according to the 247 Sports comp- uh, Composite. Yeah. On, on number one power forward in the 2021 class in the fifth-ranked pro- prospect overall. You know, he's six foot 10, 210 pounds. And when you watch this kid play, you see something that Auburn hasn't had a lot of but could really use, which is length. Something that that's very valuable in some defense, and even more important, just to have that presence at six ten. You know, Auburn hasn't had a lot of big power forwards or centers that play true to their position, in my opinion, under Bruce Pearl, with the exception of Wiley a couple seasons ago. But Wiley has a good size for the position. Uh, I would say after watching some of his highlights, like two four seven scouting report says, he still has an extremely immature physical frame. He seems like he does have range, though, and I think that's something Pearl likes. In an interview with uh, 247 Sports, he laid out what every school had to offer and what they were saying to him, and here's what he said about Auburn. Quote, they play very free. I think they're a very good defensive team, so I think that will bring out the defensive part of my game that people don't really see. I feel like they always have to play with long, active wings and forwards, so I think that will be a good fit for me. They also just talk about how I would fit in their play style, end quote. And if, if Jabari Smith commits to Auburn this Friday, he would be Auburn's highest rated recruit of all time. Wow. And, and just yesterday we got to see, I think it was actually Jabari's first crystal ball on 247. I didn't see any others, but it was for Auburn. And the guy that gave it was Travis Branham, I believe I'm pronouncing his name correctly, who hasn't been on 247 for long, but all time on his crystal ball predictions, he's 52 of 53. That's a 98% prediction rate. It's pretty good. So I have really, really high hopes for Friday. And this could be really good for Auburn, who really needs that kind of inside presence in 2021. Yeah, that'd be exciting. And Bruce Pearl's done a good job getting guys like this. So we will see, what, 3 o'clock? It, it's 3 o'clock Eastern. It's 2 o'clock Central. Good. That's on Friday, and that's for Jabari Smith. So we will give you an update on that early next week, uh, assuming that goes well. All right, we'll jump into our top individual matchups for Saturday next, right here on Locked On Auburn. Okay, so some individual matchups to look at, gentlemen. Arkansas, Sorry. yes? Sorry to interrupt you, but I've got um, I've got the the individual matchup for Saturday. Tell me about it. Um, It's me versus you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but... uh. Tally site, the website that we recently started using right. to do picks. Yeah, I don't want to toot my own horn, but um, I was top five in the country. Were you really? Yes. How many games did you pick? Seven. I was five and two, winning percentage just under 60%. Okay. Uh, yeah, I came in uh, fifth. They tweeted about me. You're a big deal. So, you know... Beat out 35-plus other industry experts and, and you. So good luck this weekend, buddy. <laughs> I actually don't think I put picks in. So you technically did not beat me. So Well, I mean, he still did. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I mean, fill anything out, so good call. All right, so uh, top individual matchups for this weekend. Arkansas linebacker Bumper Pool uh, versus... I've got him listed against Auburn center Nick Brahms just because... I think uh, really the whole interior line is going to have an impact against Bumper Pool, but I'm calling out Nick Brahms here just because I want to see more of him 
Uh, I want to see him take that next step, and I think against Arkansas is a good opportunity for him to do that. Also, um, I didn't realize there was an individual named Bumper Pool on this planet until yesterday, and I hate that I did not know about that. Yeah, I did know about that. Here's the thing, though. I don't know how good he is. He was named the Bronco Nagurski National Defensive Player of the Week last week. Yeah, and Gus said he had 20 tackles. Um, He also missed five, and he had the ball was thrown at his receivers. His receivers he was closest to in coverage were targeted 16 times and had 13 receptions for 100 yards. Wow. So, um, yeah, he's he's made a ton of tackles, but he's also had a ton of opportunities to make tackles, which, you know, I think is more of a function of the defensive line. Sure. So, he, you know, he puts himself, I guess, in good position, but he, he I don't know how, I guess I, the easiest way to say it is to be like, I don't know how good he actually is. On On Saturday... He was 19th out of 21 on on Arkansas's defense for for rating. Interesting. The worst, the lowest rated starter, lowest graded starter. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's worth looking at. Um, another guy that may be blocking bumper pool is Brandon Council, and this is a Brandon Council podcast. All right. My next uh, individual matchup, Michael, is Arkansas quarterback Felipe Franks. Versus Auburn safety, Jamie and Sherwood. And I specifically picked Sherwood uh, due to him being in coverage. And I think he's going to play a factor in stopping the run as well. And Felipe can use his legs from time to time. So that's why I picked Sherwood here. But obviously, Felipe Franks has been kind of hit or miss, um, even when he was at Florida. So it's just kind of like, what can this guy do? Every now and then he'll do something. And you're like, oh, he is good. And then you'll watch the next five plays. and be like, okay, maybe not. Maybe not. But every now and then he can pop. And so uh, it's going to be important for Sherwood and the other defensive backs to be ready for it. Yeah, I'm a little worried that this is going to re- be a repeat of Jarrett, Garant- J- Jarrett Garantano. Yeah. From um, that Tennessee game in 2008. Te- 2018. Good Lord. Um, you okay? I don't know. And, you know, Auburn. Auburn's defense made him look like he was Peyton Manning out there. Felt like '98 all over again, right? On Rocky Top that day, and what a year that was, though. By the way, yeah, Felipe Franks ha- has the same kind of consistency as Garantano, right? He'll throw, he'll make five or six throws a game where you're like, wow, and then he'll make three or four throws a game that you're just like, what? Right. Um. This should be a, a big confidence-boosting game for the secondary. And I swear, if they don't intercept Felipe Franks at least once, it's a disappointing game. I'd agree with that. They've never been great at turnovers, so I'm not going to qualify our performance being good or bad based off of a pick. But Three picks. Okay. Minimum. All right. Uh, my Felipe next- Franks tosses out pick sixes like it's his job. You mean say Mac Jones? <laughs> All right, Arkansas running back Rakeem Boyd versus Auburn linebackers Kobe McLean. I originally had K.J. Britt down here, but I don't think he's playing on Saturday. So I think it's going to be a key battle for Arkansas this weekend. They really need to get that running game going with Rakeem Boyd. I think he's their best player. And uh, 
if he doesn't get going, if Auburn is able to shut down that running game, which they really need to mentally uh, based on you know what they gave up last week, I think that's going to be a huge win for this front seven. And they should be able to dominate the front seven. They should be, even without K.J. Britt. So that, that's why I have this matchup listed specifically. Rakeem Boyd versus linebacker Zacoby McClain. Yeah, he's he's very good. He, he, he only played 14 snaps against Mississippi State. So I'm wondering if there's a little uh, little injury stuff going on there, but yeah, he's he is probably their best offensive player. Cool. Um, another matchup, and I, I'll actually kind of look forward to talking with John Neighbors tomorrow on uh, on Locked On Auburn. We're doing a crossover with Locked On Razorbacks. Uh, we'll talk about their offensive line, but Arkansas center Ricky Stromberg versus Auburn defensive tackle Tyron Truesdale. Stromberg beat out the guy that started at center over the past two seasons. I think that's pretty weird and rare to see. I don't think you really see that a whole lot. So, obviously, the Auburn defensive line needs to have a good game. And I think that starts in the middle with Tyron Truesdale. Um, you know, we, we kind of nitpicked Big Cat Bryant. The whole Auburn fan base did based off, you know, some of the missed tackles that he had. And, um, you know, him being an upperclassman, he needs to, you know, not do that. But, Truesdale's a guy that we haven't really mentioned at all when talking about the Georgia game and moving forward. And he's another upperclassman, a leader of this defensive front. Um, I want him to step up in a big way on Saturday. Yeah, I think you could expand that on both sides of the line. Okay. Arkansas typically has good offensive linemen. Well, they're, they're big. They typically have very large offensive linemen. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and Sam Pittman is obviously a... Um, you know, an offensive lineman himself and a good offensive line coach. So uh, I, I think it is it's going to be important in this game for the defensive line to, to put on a good showing. And if if nothing, no, if for no other reason than to gain confidence. Right. Um, yeah, I agree with you. All right. So for the final matchup, before we do that, uh, we are giving away this week a um, a year subscription, an annual subscription to the Auburn Observer. Justin Ferguson is um was nice enough to let us do that. And, of course, you can hear him every Friday on Locked on Auburn for Ferg Fridays. Um, what is the code word today, Jaws? Um, position. All right. Position. That is your third word of the week on Friday. Text us 205-502-4285. All five code words from this week. All right. The last individual matchup that I've got, Arkansas tight end Hudson Henry versus Auburn linebacker Owen Papo slash defensive back Christian Tutt. I think they'll both cover him from time to time throughout this game. He only caught four passes for 20 yards, but he did score a touchdown last week. And also, his brother is Hunter Henry. So he has the genetics in there to be pretty good. He does. He does. And, and Hunter Henry, obviously an incredible tight end when he was at Arkansas. But Zach, I actually want to go in a different direction and go with Traylon Burks. Okay. He is a slot wide receiver for Arkansas. Um, he was open like no one's business against Georgia, and then also had a, a a much lighter workload against Mississippi State. Only twelve plays, so I'm wondering if he's injured also now. Um, but he he was the guy for for Franks against Georgia, and so that I guess. I guess I should say that worries me more than than Henry does um, because, you know, getting open against Georgia, obviously not easy. Right. 
I really hope. Otherwise, it just makes Auburn's performance on Saturday even worse. Yeah, I hope Ladarius Tennyson plays more nickel moving forward, but I don't think we're going to see it. I don't know. I don't know either. Michael Pappas, where can people find you, bud? Follow me on Twitter, at CouchPapTato. Intern Jaws. Follow me on Twitter, at Dawtober. Follow me on Twitter, at ZBlackby. Follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnAuburn, and on Instagram, at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.